Welcome back to the Magnolia Media Podcast, part of the Magnolia Media Network. I'm your host, Jonathan M. Ruggiero, here with our editor and my part-time co-host, Logan Ramsey, as we'll be discussing the news of the day. And, well, the Super Bowl happened, the Chiefs won, and what was a nail-biter, a game that came down to overtime. And it was quite exciting. However, Taylor Swift did not appear at any point during the game and announced that uh, she's supporting Joe Biden and that everyone else should too. However, it was a pretty good game. And the only NFL game I've watched in probably five years. Also, don't ask me about any commercials. I ignored them just like I do with anything else that comes on regular broadcast television. Now, on to the politics of the day. As Republicans humiliated themselves by failing to pass their long-awaited draconian border deal, an obvious Republican plant and special counsel Robert Hur, Robert Hur, whose name has been floating around everywhere, offered them a hand by mentioning a completely unsupported and amateur comment about Biden being a forgetful older man and making comments about the president not remembering when his son Bo passed away, which is both repulsive and disappointing. Not only disappointing in Robert Hur, a Trump appointee who shouldn't have been working in the Department of Justice at all, even as a special counsel, but Merrick Garland should have known better. The New York Times ran seven stories about this and somehow missed Trump's incredible comments over the weekend in Pennsylvania when he said that he would abandon NATO allies and allow, essentially, World War III to occur and essentially blackmail Europe into paying for U.S. defense, which really means paying him, as he's an extortionist blackmailer and chief if he were to be reelected in the worst-case scenario. The Times must believe that it's just normal for Trump to say incredibly dangerous and stupid things. Furthermore, if he's ever allowed to get near the Oval Office again, it would spell the end of America as we know it. Trump is now asking the Supreme Court to do a couple of things. First, allow him to appeal the three-judge panel decision of the D.C. Court of Appeals to the full Court of Appeals, all 11 members, but also stay his trial in the D.C. Circuit Court in Judge Tanya Chutkin's courtroom, you know, the case involving his part in January 6th. This is all a bit convoluted and complicated, but in order for the Supreme Court to hold on to what little bit of credibility it has left, if it has any credibility at all at this point, they would have to deny this and either take the case directly or allow him to go ahead and appeal to the 11-member panel of judges in the D.C. Court of Appeals, but that, again, would allow the 
January 6th trial in the D.C. Circuit Court to continue, which is what we're all hoping for, at least those of us who believe in democracy and haven't been brainwashed into joining a cult which worships a false idol and the deeply bronzed Mango Mussolini. Appealing to the Supreme Court is the only move left for Trump because after the three-judge panel unanimously ruled against him and his absolute immunity, which is absurd on its face that a president can't be held accountable for anything ever under any circumstance, as long as he commits his crimes while he's president of the United States. What they should really do is deny it altogether, and most legal scholars believe he will, or believe that they will, and either send this back to the D.C. Court of Appeals, which will allow the January 6th trial to get kicked off. We're hoping for a May trial date at the latest. We'd like to see this thing happen rather quickly. On the question of age, which has been a hot-button issue over the last few days since Robert Herr decided to give us his unwarranted opinion, let's just suss that out a little bit. When it comes to age, Biden and Trump are essentially the same age. I think Trump gets more, well, let's say, positive coverage because, well, he's loud. He's like the crazy person at the nursing home who won't shut up and keeps complaining someone stole his f***ing fork. Whereas Joe Biden is the relaxed older gentleman reading a book sitting in a leatherback chair. And as for memory lapses, as for little mistakes, yeah, President Biden has been making gaffes like that his entire career, dating all the way back to 1973-74 when he was first elected to the United States Senate. However, let's remember this. Trump confused E. Jean Carroll, the woman he was found civilly liable for raping and civilly liable for defaming, the first time costing him $5 million, the second time costing him $83.3 million. He confused her with his second wife, Marla Maples. He confused his rape victim with his second wife in a deposition seen by the world. Now, if that's not cognitive decline, I don't know what is. He also confused the president of Hungary with the president of Turkey, fell apart on the witness stand, apparently wears a diaper, and seems to have had a stroke. And the list goes on and on and on. To borrow someone's tweet that says this, Biden is coherent, but makes the occasional incoherent comment, while Trump is incoherent, but occasionally sometimes makes a coherent comment. I think that adequately describes the situation because as both men are old, only Trump is obese. That rounds out the worst of the lot. The New York Times for 
abdicating their job, Robert Herr for his added and unwanted medical opinion, and House Speaker MAGA Mike Johnson, who will likely torpedo an aid bill for Ukraine and Israel as a border deal couldn't be reached. So the Senate is now proposing a 90 plus billion dollar deal to at least aid our allies, if not deal with our own border. And this should find a way of passing the House. We know there are enough Republicans who support our role on an international stage to get this 90 some odd billion dollars passed and into the hands of our allies in Israel, to the people of Palestine and Gaza, and to the Taiwanese, who are always concerned about Chinese aggression. Biden has to highlight that he oversees the youngest and most successful presidential administration in U.S. history. The president is simply a cog in the wheel that is the presidential administration. It is up to he or she to design one's cabinet, to figure out who's going to work in different positions within the administration. And so far, it has not been a revolving door of old white men. It has been diverse and it has been very young. I mean, for goodness sake, the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who we used to call Mayor Pete, now Secretary Pete, is barely 40 years old and has been very successful at the job because even I had questions how a former mayor was going to manage such a major bureaucracy. He's done an incredible job. I believe that in a second Biden administration, we would also see a new attorney general as Merrick Garland has utterly failed the American people. All of these issues in front of the Supreme Court, in front of appellate courts, all of this is part of the Trump game plan to just slow everything down, to make everything, mm, well, exhaustive. And we could have had this process underway two years ago, but with our stuttering doofus of an attorney general who I once had great respect for is, well, ineffective and impotent at best. And it is true that the Biden administration has been well-staffed with young, capable, and talented people. And again, Biden is simply the leader of the office of the president. He is the president of the United States, but that's not who actually runs the day-to-day -day job of the office of the president. There are staffers everywhere making sure that our government goes off without a hitch. However, the mainstream media, which used to be thought to be liberal, is absolutely blowing it ignoring Trump saying he has run against Barack Obama and beaten him. That he's also run against Hillary Clinton. Well, he's only run for president twice. And the first time was against Hillary Clinton, not Barack Obama. And the second time was against Joe Biden, not Hillary Clinton. 
The man doesn't know where he is more often than not. And if we remember, it hasn't been that long ago since he blamed Nikki Haley over and over and over again for not securing the Capitol on January 6th, which was an insurrection, even according to Trump, when he met Nancy Pelosi. But it wasn't as if he said Nikki Haley once and then said, oh, excuse me, I meant to say Nancy Pelosi. He used Nikki Haley's name over and over and over again. Uh, again, I believe this is the sign of a stroke. What do you think, Logan? I don't know if it's all the drugs that he's taken. I don't know if it's from a stroke or if he's just mentally breaking down. I'm not sure. When you compare the two men, Joe Biden, who's 81, and Donald Trump, who's about to be 78, who would you say truly has the better mental acuity and is more equipped to run the United States government? A loud, boisterous Donald Trump or a calm and uh, I would almost say relaxed Joe Biden? Well, if I walked into a retirement home of presidents, I guess, I would see Trump in one corner, uh, probably wearing a diaper. Talking to himself? No, having an argument with the TV because it stole his tapioca. <laughs> and he's mad because he's told it a thousand times to get him a damn Diet Coke. Mm. And then you take a hard right look to the other corner and you see Biden in a lazy boy with mm. a nice patterned blanket on it. Fireplace going and everything, sipping some coffee or tea while reading a book or playing chess. Yeah, I could see him with a yeah with a copy of anything other than the New York Times after their absolutely wretched reporting this week, not mentioning a single time that if elected president, Donald Trump would abandon NATO allies and allow Russia to do whatever it wanted to Europe, unless of course they uh, they pay up. Well, that's not surprising. We're talking about somebody that literally made um, golden coins, Trump coins, that he's trying to sell now. He's mm -hmm. made NFTs of himself mm -hmm. to try to raise money. And he went until way after I mean, you had market. Trump College, for crying out loud. Trump Nobody, University. Yeah, Trump yeah. University. Nobody ever went to the university and had a successful life from it. No, in fact, no, it they, was all they, a scam. They sued to, yeah, it was a scam. They and plus, uh, money back. his... Uh, Trump's bestie is Vladimir Putin anyway. So, of course, he's going to ally with Russia because they have a lot of crippling information about Trump that if they leaked would probably destroy him. And all he wants is profit. And what makes the most profit? War. Yeah, it does. And after his, uh, his, his lawyers argued that January 6th as actually his attorneys were arguing that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. We have Donald Trump saying that it was, in fact, an insurrection. It just wasn't his fault. It was the fault of the woman being hunted by the insurrectionists, Nancy Pelosi. But, you know, when it comes to the mainstream media, you know, what happens if you guys in the mainstream media, specifically the New York Times, actually deliver Donald J. Trump a win Dementia J. Trump, a win, uh, a victory. And you're the first ones in the new internment camps. You think you somehow got in good with him by writing, what, seven stories 
on uh, Joe Biden's age and the comments made by Special Counsel Robert Herr. You know, the fact is that media is failing us. And that's why we're here at the Magnolia Media Network. We try to put things in perspective for you so you can truly understand the situation of the, of the nation without bringing things into the fray like somebody's age. Yes, Joe Biden is an old man. There is nothing the Democratic Party can do about that. Every time they look up, he'll be another day older. However, his administration has been strikingly effective. I mean, we look at the recovery, look at the number of bills that have been passed from the PACT Act to the CHIPS Act to codifying gay marriage into law and to making sure that we're building an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. We also have more record numbers coming in from, uh, from this month as for you know, the best unemployment rate in 50 years, 3.7%, and the lowest African-American unemployment ever. Not as low as Donald Trump, which is something he touts, but the lowest ever, even better than what Donald Trump claims that he did. We also have an S&P 500 and Dow Jones that is still reaching new highs. The market's taken a setback, a little bit of a setback the last couple of days, but nothing major. We're certainly not going to hit a recession, and we've certainly never had a presidential candidate who has hoped for a recession so that it will help his odds of being reelected. The simple fact of the matter is enough Americans don't pay attention. Enough Americans don't pay attention to the news on a day in and day out basis. They get exhausted by it or they're defeated by it or they just don't want to hear it. And then when it's actually time to you know, pull the lever for one person or another, the narrative from the media is that, well, both men are very much the same when they couldn't be more different. And I hope to goodness that they have debates this time around and that Trump actually shows up for them because he didn't show up for any of the Republican debates because otherwise it'll just be Joe Biden standing up there excoriating Donald Trump without Donald Trump being present. And in, in a real poll, again, referencing the Quinnipiac poll from about a week or so ago, Biden has a stranglehold on this thing. You know, the idea that Pennsylvania is going to break for a Republican after breaking Democratic over and over again the last few years, the idea that Michigan, which just elected an all-Democratic legislature as well as a Democratic governor, or that Wisconsin, who just elected a far left-wing progressive chief justice to their state Supreme Court by 11 percentage points is somehow going to flip back towards authoritarianism is absurd. However, we do need young people to turn out and we need the youth in the Democratic Party, including people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is extremely popular with uh, you know, progressive Democrats of a younger generation. We need her out there as well, not just Bernie Sanders and not just members of the administration, and not just Kamala Harris, who is a young woman of color, who I think is more than prepared to step in if something were to happen to President Biden. 
although it appears almost every ex-president is living to be somewhere between 97 and 105. Do you notice that? I mean, how old was Jimmy Carter? A hundred? Oh, yeah. When he passed away? And before that, you had George H.W. Bush, who was, I think, 99 when he died uh, at his estate in Kennebuckport, Maine. Which, wow. by the way, is one of the most beautiful estates. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen bigger, more grandiose, grandiose homes, but as far as a, as, a, as a homestead, as a place for all the kids to come for vacation, for Christmas, and grandkids, and great-grandkids, mm -hmm. and things like that, it, it's truly a remarkable piece of property. And again, it's in Kitty Buckport, Maine, on the ocean, you know, with a, a rocky shore. It, it's, it's absolutely pristine. And, you know, somebody like, even though I'm, I'm a Democrat and, and a um, sort of a diehard Democrat when it comes to policy, I can admire the decency and goodness of a man like George H.W. Bush. I'm not sure I'll ever find it in my heart to forgive George W. Bush for what he did to, first of all, the deficit, secondly, to all of the soldiers who... Uh, were damaged um, either by bullets, by bombs, or just by the experience of being in Afghanistan and Iraq. He certainly shook this nation right to its core. And he led us toward uh, an, a, a figure like Donald Trump. I contest that there is no Donald Trump without ha there having first been a George Bush, and I don't mean that from a policy perspective, I mean that from a campaign perspective. He brought people in early, the, the Bushes did, like uh, Atwater, uh, who of course Lee Atwater was um, sort of the inventor of the punch below the belt uh, style politics. But we didn't have a long episode prepared for you today. We just wanted to touch on a few uh, of the highlights of the day. And again, our new list of the absolute worst of the lot begins with the New York Times, moves on to special counsel Robert Herr. I'd also like to sort of hyphenate that one with Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, who ought to have a better hold on what's going on at the Department of Justice than he currently does. And finally, Third place, Speaker DeJour, who probably won't be Speaker more than another few days, uh, and Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike Johnson, uh, who will probably torpedo this $90 billion deal to fund our allies abroad and to make sure that America stays uh, forever present in international affairs, making sure Ukraine wins this war against Russia, not just fights Russia off its own territory, that the Palestinians get the help that they need, that the Israelis get the help that they need, and that Taiwan gets the deterrence they need to make sure they're not attacked by China, especially after their most recent elections. And speaking of elections, we will know by the time this episode actually airs who won the seat vacated by George Santos the number one liar in history of the House of Representatives who was expelled 
finally, after a year by Republicans, took them a year to get around to expelling someone as disgusting as George Santos, and whether or not a Democrat has won that seat and therefore made the Republican majority even more narrow. And having said that, any last comments from you, Logan? No, just enjoy and be well. And that's what you're going to get from me as well. Uh, this has been the Magnolia Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan M. Ruggiero, with my co-host and editor, Logan Ramsey. We also want to thank Courtney Halstead for her technical support. This has been another episode of the Magnolia Media Podcast, part of the Magnolia Media Network. Until next time, be well. Be well.